0: Win at Work and Life with Nikki Bush is a podcast where we explore what it means to win at both work and life. Today, you get to choose how to create a life of meaning and self-expression that includes both your work and life outside the office with your family. In this episode, I'll be talking to Gillian Cedarwall about one of her coaching specialties, parental transitioning. This topic falls squarely into the diversity and inclusion basket. Welcome, Gillian, to the Win at Work and Life podcast. Thank you, Nikki. Thanks for having me. It's lovely to have you. And we're going to talk about maternity transitioning. We're going to talk about paternity transitioning. But really, at the end of the day, what we're talking about is supporting people in the workplace through the various transitions of their lives, which includes becoming a parent. Now, how did you, as an executive coach, find yourself on this journey and establishing great expectations?
1: Absolutely, Nikki. I mean, it was, I spent 10 years in financial services working an ambitious career um, until I had my girls um, who are now about to turn 11 and eight. And I think that juggle became real. My priorities started to shift professionally and personally. um, And at that time was actually very much interested in, in executive coaching. It was very much a passion of mine. How to develop people a little bit more given my own context um, and started to transition into that after leaving a sort of role as a vice president at a global multinational Um, and i think things like mom guilt and things like that started to influence my choices but i very soon after that came across melanie green my partner and the founder of great expectations and I thought, oh my word, this is amazing. I would have absolutely loved to have had parental transition support when having both my goals. Um, and I think I came back to work after both of them into bigger roles. Um, and although I have no regrets about how my career transitioned, um, I think I would have been very intentional about the conversations I had um, you know, how I owned the relational mm. elements mm. of becoming a parent, less so the physical and material ones, which become the focus of prepping for a baby, as opposed to the conversation that I was having with my husband, the conversations I was having with my line manager around what was this going to now mean. Mm. Mm. Um, so, scripting
0: the journey in a sense so that everybody's on the same page and that our expectations are mm. realistic and supportive of this really big shift that's about to take place because it is the most amazing personal development Mm. adventure that you will ever have becoming a parent and it depends how you view it as to whether Mm. it will be an adventure or a punishment that you have to survive and we need to be thriving. Absolutely. We need to be thriving. And not these surviving it.
1: Nikki, absolutely. Otherwise this... you
0: you kind of you're trying to get catch mm. breath every single day and the guilt is so
1: heavy. And mm. then it sucks the joy out of life, doesn't it? It does. And I think this we know research shows that this is the biggest pinch point in a female's career. Um, this is a very transformational phase for her. Um she's really trying to now understand the shifts that are taking place where she's gone from focused career woman to working mom with expanded responsibilities. And that, that takes a lot of work to get around. Um, and so some women, like you say, and I think it can even be very age specific or, or stage specific in their career development around how they enter that transformation, how they manage it and how they exit it. Um, and that's where our focus really fits in is helping Women understand the relational, the practical, and the emotional shifts that are going to take place so that she returns the best version mm. of herself. Um, and I think that really does happen after you have kids, is a huge shift happens. There's um, a lot of perspective sh- shift, a lot of priority change. Mm. Um, and like you say, it's which kind of lens are we preparing ourselves to view this transition with?
0: And your value system, also gets challenged and Mm. changes. When you become a parent, your why changes. Absolutely. You know, when you've got the single focus, it's me, 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 Mm. and my, 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 and I, 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 and suddenly you start going, well, I work for money to put a roof over our head, not just my head. Mm. And you have this vision that you want to pay for private school fees and things like that. So what drives you changes fundamentally.
1: Absolutely. And Nikki, we see very, we support as great expectations the various stages of the female career. When we start to have a family and plan for kids um, and start to transition into being a parent, that often is taking place in the mid phase of our career, which, if we liken an age, it's about early to mid 30s, we're seeing now to early to mid 40s. But within the context of that phase, Challenge, balance and authenticity are three very strong parameters for us. But balance is forced to the fore for us. Um, But that's not to say that we still don't want to be challenged in the context of our careers to learn, to grow, Mm. to move into sort of more senior positions or drive our aspirations. But it's trying to find the harmony between them. Um, And then we add the third parameter, which is this authenticity, which is what is you know the purpose around why I do what I do, um, my value set, and these three parameters are at play all the time. It just depends at which stage she's at, means which one comes to the fore for us. So in that mid phase, she's she's challenged with balance prominently as the sort of par- parameter coming to the fore, and and that's where this transformation is happening. So she's having to really reevaluate at this time or reconcile with the you know, do I want it all or how, how am I going to do this? The big question for her is, can I do it? Mm. Um, As you're yeah. talking about those three things, challenge, balance and authenticity, I kind of see
0: three barometers in front of me. And the individual has to set the barometers at various levels. And that becomes the strategic plan for now. Absolutely. And I think that is so essential, that word now, because as your children get older,
1: the barometers um, will shift. The right. barometer
0: is going to shift. But and absolutely. I remember distinctly for myself, I've been self-employed um, for most of my career. First first um, four or five years I was employed and then I started my own PR consultancy. And then I shifted into um, another career. Most people don't realize I've had three careers. <laughs> but it was when I wanted motherhood to feel a certain way. Mm. I wanted my experience to be a certain way. Mm. And so I structured my life around that. So working for myself, Mm. working from home so that I was the boss and could decide how I would would splice and dice Mm. my time. Being able to be present for all Mm. the firsts with Mm. my children was an important aspect for me. It may not be important for other people, Mm. but for me it was important. Um, I got to a stage in my PR career where I was playing with my eldest when he was very little. Uh, And I'd be on the floor with him in the afternoon and I would have my file and my brick of a cell phone because the cell phone weighed about 10 (laughs) kilos. I mean, about one kilo at that point. And my pens and everything at the ready because i had sent a press release out and i was waiting for the editor of the sunday times to get back to me and if you're not ready for that call mm. you miss the opportunity and i realized that i was sitting there not emotionally present and i was physically present but not emotionally mm. present with my son and that was an acid test for me mm. and i shifted things around mm. a lot at that point point. and then of course i had another baby and i remember making a decision that i would limit my traveling mm. And my working hours until my second child was in grade two, because by then you're mm-hmm. doing extramural activities. Yes. So I went from having three hours a day to work when they were very mm-hmm. little, and then when my first went to nursery school, I had four hours, which was
1: like amazing. Oh, wow, yeah. an extra hour, and then you can add the afternoon sleep potentially. <laughs> yes, and all of
0: it. <laughs> and and so gradually my my working day got longer and longer mm-hmm. until, of course, they're in high school and then it's 2.30 in the afternoon mm. or maybe they've got sport and it's a practice and you're not watching. So then you collect them at four mm. o'clock. And I, I know that at one point it felt like when my youngest was in grade R, grade one, like I was a a racehorse with a bit in my mouth because I was consciously choosing not to mm. um, take on, I was always challenging myself, <laughs> but take on an, a bigger challenge of being away from the home. Mm for more than going out to give a talk here and there. Mm. Um, but it's a really
1: real yeah, thing, this, you know, where is your barometer right now? Completely, and I love it, Nikki. you've nailed it a line to actually the research in this space, is that in this mid-phase where we catapulted into parenting, that balance comes to the fore for us. But challenge and authenticity are never removed. And the question we ask our coaches and the women transitioning through our program is how much of each of those do you want mm in play at that mm. time. And as uniquely as they do transition in their journeys, women will choose different things. I've seen a mom come back from maternity leave after only three months, um, put up her hand for a massive promotion, mm. get it, and her counterpart in that same position, um, had a, there was a 22 year age gap between the two of them. Others I've seen come back from maternity leave and really want to rethink their careers. Absolutely, to your point is, is i know how to maintain at this level i'm going to maintain for the next Mm. two to three years put my career from first into second gear for a time and then i'm going to shift it back Mm. into first gear i've seen others come back and actually the the priority shift in having a baby has almost positioned her to say i want to put my career into first gear Mm. because i want to play role model to this Mm. little human as well Mm. and say you know this is what it looks like to work hard this is me achieving my goals as as your mom right. So the play is very different for very different people, but they are constantly juggling those three parameters. Um, So in the early part of our career, we're seeing challenge come very much Mm. to the fore for us. And in the third phase, we're seeing authenticity very much come to the fore. And that's often where us as females are shifting into other careers. It becomes very specific around why I do what I do. Um, And there's this re- conciliation between life and work priorities. Mm. But this mid phase where we're transitioning to parents to become parents is often the most challenging as we reposition balance, we reposition how much challenge we want Mm. and authentically how do I play to my strengths within that. And it often comes at a stage where, as you're saying in your early thirties, while you may have been in the workplace
0: for maybe five or Mm. six years, You haven't yet established your brand, your credibility, your self-confidence. You're
1: still probably trying to pick a lane. Absolutely. And I've heard some corporates where you say, oh, you're having a baby. Are you going to take the corporate off ramp out of your lane? Right. Which is also that sort of perception that defines it. But we wanting women to really be intentional around the choices they make at this time, because often It can be a really sleep deprived, exhausting, relentless um, sort of period where change is the dominant theme for a very long time. And we want her to be making the choices for her career aspirations and her personal ones that are right for her at that time. Mm. Um, And you know, there's often a lot of perceptions that exist around this time where potentially a line manager or an organization would see her as taking her career less seriously, but taking her eye off the ball. Absolutely. But we're actually seeing the complete opposite. Mm. Our women are coming back to work very focused. Their career aspirations are very much still in their sights. Mm. But it's now a question, like you say, of recalibrating on the pace.
0: Mm.
1: You know, can I wait for a promotion for a month or two or six months, or can I do it now? And a lot lot of my coaches say to me, Jill, what do you think, should I take this opportunity now? I'm like, I can't tell you, but if we are intentional about what you want from this and if this is right, we can can make it work, right? Mm -hmm. And we firmly believe you can have both. We Mm -hmm. firmly believe that you can have a successful career driving your aspirations and a family. It's just how intentional are you around the conversations you have, the support structure you put in place, um, and really making it work for you and choosing to your point, Nikki, what you want in harmony at that time. We don't, I hate using the word balance because it assumes if one thing gives, the other has to you know, take light or not. Um, but harmony, it really is about choosing what you want to be focusing your attention on at this time, knowing that in six months to a year, mm. your focus could shift completely. Mm. And what you're speaking to is the
0: fact that we always have a choice mm. and we can always change things. Mm. And we live with our choices. And the choices are informed by, as you say here, those those three things, challenge, balance, authenticity. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they inform the picture we're creating, Mm -hmm. the picture of the life we want to lead for Mm -hmm. now, knowing full well that when we're through another phase, usually determined by our children's Mm -hmm. ages. So for me, it was once both my children were through that foundation Mm -hmm. phase. I knew that then it was my time to really focus on my career. Not that I wasn't focusing on my career before that, but focusing with a different tempo, different pace, Absolutely. a different number of hours, um, setting higher goals, spending more time away from the home, mm. because I had brought up resilient children. Absolutely. And I had a partner, who, a husband, who supported me. And also, to, to, it, it's, some of these questions will be answered by what
1: does your support structure look, look like, like at home? Huge, Nikki. And I think we focus often in a space where they're dual career couples, right? Both parents are driving ambitious, successful mm-hmm. careers. Um, and so the juggle is even greater, um, which also implements much more of a dual or inequality on the home front, but yet... Couple that with a very strong support mm. structure. So support structure is something that is a dominant theme throughout our sessions with our women, because without that you are unable to thrive. Mm. Um, it's something we talk to. You know, it takes a, a village to raise a child. What do What are you choosing your village to look like? But the the most important thing is using your village, right? Often we have moms set up their village, but they don't tap into it. Yeah. Um, and it is difficult because I know, especially with first baby, you wanting to do a lot of you know, the labor and the legwork yourself. Um, But it really is about letting go um, and being content with what you're letting go Mm. of. Um, So tapping into a support structure really is a fundamental part of the conversation. Um, And there's sort of three components. It's you and your husband, it's um, extended family and friends, and then that sort of paid for component Mm. in a creche, nannies, babysitters. Mm. And how do those three components then drive this sort of village of support that you can tap into. So absolutely a fundamental conversation point. Um, and we encourage our moms to be starting this already on maternity leave so that by the time, and we say mm. say to them in the session that we have with them before they return to work, it's very much now about this reverse handover at home. Who are you going to start putting, you know, how are you putting things in place that are going to bode you well for this return? As you would hand over your work component mm. on your exit, you're now needing to do the reverse as you want to transition back to work. So, so one of the very key themes mm. um, around that. And then also the relational component with your partner. I mean, this is a, a huge conversational piece that I often feel doesn't take um, enough focus during the sort of early parts of the transition is we so focused on preparing sort of physically for the birth or ma- with material items that we forget to have mm-hmm. those contracting conversations mm-hmm. with our partners around, well, what is this going to mean for my career? What is it going to mean for your career? And what's it going to mean to us? Exactly. Because the minute you bring a child into the world,
0: you create a brand new entity Mm. that was never there before. Before. And that is both joyously exciting and devastatingly Mm. destructive. And disruptive. Mm. It can be both at the same Same time, time. but the lens through which you view the world and whether you've had these conversations Mm. or not will determine... Uh, what it's going to be, because change is disruptive.
1: Mm, Absolutely. And
0: motherhood, parenthood is incredibly disruptive Mm. because it's not something you can get out of once you're into it. It (laughs) It definitely lasts forever, yeah. So so self-awareness is a huge Mm. component of knowing yourself, reading your emotions, Mm. reading your needs, reading your child's needs, and then, of course, reading your partner's Mm. needs at the same time. And all this boils down to communication. and open communication
1: at that. And that communication needs to be replicated with your stakeholders at work, Nikki. So as much as that very strong relational component exists at home, this needs to be happening at work as well. And we talk very strongly to something called our communication plan. Um, How, what is the communication plan that you as an exiting mom going on maternity leave are putting in place? And a lot of moms kind of look at me like, what do you mean? And we're like, well, who do you want contact from while you're away on what channels would you like it what do you want to hear about or not hear about how are you communicating this to your team to your line manager how are you communicating to them when you plan to reconnect with work which we advised to be around a couple of weeks before they go back, to start, to your point, building your personal brand in that space and sending a message to your lineman at work that I'm, I'm starting to think about getting back into this thing, you know? So the communication component is huge. And a lot of moms say, well, I didn't really think about that, right? I never really thought that that would be valuable. But within the context of this transition is very much two identities tuggling for space, you know, is is this one of career executive and now this working mom with extended priorities. And a key, key piece around this time is also this thing called the mental load or cognitive labor, because you go from working executive to mom to working mom. That means the thinking, but I do all the thinking becomes such a dominant theme for our moms. And we know the juggle is real. Now they had only one brain going solely to really their work aspirations. They're now splitting that with feeding, routines, weaning, solid introduction. Have they had their inoculations? Is, is my support structure fulfilling the needs? And they expected to deliver on what they could before at work. So that cognitive load, the thinking piece. Mm is a very real component of the conversation they need to be having with their support structures and their partners is, who can take on some of that thinking to allow for me to be efficient and effective at work? And we've seen through the research that that cognitive labour does impact the ability to deliver effectively and efficiently at work. But that requires letting go. Absolutely, so I used to absolutely
0: I used to um and we control freaks, especially. yeah, <laughs> so I used to call Sunday Night mission Control. That was when I would plan the week. What are my kids doing? What do they need? What am I doing for work? What do I need, and how am I going to make the dance happen between yeah. all the pieces? To your point, what support am I going mm. to need? Does my husband need to do a lift? Mm. I've got to get to the airport on X day. Oh, I've got to have a meal plan in place. Um, I'm not going to be there on that day, so can my mum fetch? You know, and it was more time consuming than work. Yes. In terms of planning. Yes. Because the moving parts were relentless. Human, and they're yes. human. Yes. The moving parts are, are human. human. So it's, it's not like uh, it's predictable. Mm. It's predictable to a point but there just might be a wobbly mm. somewhere in between and you've got to account for that as well. So I totally get uh, you know, what you're talking about and that is a mindset shift. Mm. Um, but interesting that you talk about sharing the thinking load, mm. the cognitive load, so that planning piece Absolutely. can somebody help you with that. Yeah. What can we offload onto other people? I think women love to feel in control and we oh, love okay. to be needed. Mm. And the minute we don't feel needed, we feel rejected. Mm. And I think therein lies that self awareness of this is just good management of my time and my resources. Mm. And it's not that I am less of a person. Less of a person. Yeah. I don't have to feel guilty about mm. this. And so it's working out. What are your priorities? Mm. And what's what's what are the pros and the cons? Mm. I guess for everybody. Yeah. Um, and that's a big. It's huge, the balancing huge. act and I don't want to yeah. say balance because balance is a myth, but integrating yes. all of that into a plan that works yes. for everybody
1: is key. Absolutely. And I think this is a topic we discuss a lot with our mums. as you say, often very ambitious A-type control freaks that are really in control of so many facets of their life. Um, to then not create a rod for our own backs is a key theme that we also talk to and i remember i was so guilty of this when our first arrived is actually letting your partner or husband play a role mm. i mean i used you know if the baby is wearing luminous pink leggings with a striped orange top and a black hat really does it actually matter as long as baby is happy? happy? There are bigger fish to (laughs) fry. Exactly, and I suppose a lot of the message we say is good is good enough enough. at this time. Mm. Um, And I think having a baby also forces, and especially when you start to add more kids, is that you physically can't do it all, right? So by starting to really train yourself in the beginning, Mm. early days of maternity leave, in letting go, of letting your partner rock up, letting them play a role, handing over the things you actually maybe don't like as much. Mm. You know, I suppose there there isn't a space for this martyrdom type label that we often also attach to ourselves, Mm. I (laughs) like to call it
0: sacrificial. Yes. And I don't believe in self-sacrificial parenting because at some point somebody is going to lose badly Mm. because your resentment towards your children will eventually Mm. seep into Mm. your relationship. Your own guilt will erode your mm. self-confidence and your self-worth
1: Absolutely. and it
0: doesn't work mm. it's not workable no and it's not worth it no it isn't you were just speaking about partners so let's just take a little segue into mm-hmm. paternity transition yes. coaching which is the new kid on the block
1: what kind of clients are are taking this on board? Because I know it's quite a new thing. It is a new thing, uh, Nikki. And I think you asked me, yeah, is this a thing? It's totally a thing. And I think COVID has really forced it into play, given our dads are now at home having to bond with their babies or are able to bond have with the their babies. Yeah, they have the opportunity yeah. where they would only potentially take a week or two week paternity leave. But the organizations that are really embracing this are those that are driving a really strong diversity and inclusion agenda. We often see organizations either adopt the full program, the likes of r Bowman's. These are progressive organizations that have had coaching in their realms. And parental transition coaching is a niche part of executive coaching. It's very career orientated. Because it's about retention of your talent. Absolutely. And creating a talent pipeline that's not gonna disappear. That we can retain, absolutely. And we're seeing longer term Benefits of things like coaching, we're seeing the longer term benefits of diversity and inclusion in organizations where we're seeing more female representation at senior levels. Those organizations are more competitive. They are showing better profitability in the long run. So, this is really a retention play for us. And organizations that are embracing the need that both men and women are requiring the same kind of support in this realm is exciting. Those sort of stereotypes that the man goes off to work and the the mom stays at home is, is absolutely long gone. Old news. Old news, right? So we really are partnering with organizations who are progressive in this space, very much in the law and financial services space. But that's not to say it isn't required everywhere. So yeah, absolutely. So when you talk
0: about large organizations like the banks, the legal firms, how important is that line manager? because that's a partnership. You were talking about relationship mm, component. Mm. Uh, that's, a, that's the other partnership. That's the other dance partner who's either going to make or mm. break
1: the return to work. Absolutely. And it does. Nikki, research shows that the line manager influences the, whether she stays or goes 50-50, right, which is, is huge in terms of her successful return. So part of our program is very much to see the line manager as well, at least once, often twice. And that is really a consultative conversation around how they can support her return, but also how they can manage and understand their impact on her in a very positive way. So that is vital to also the subtle cultural shift that we are are really focusing on within the context of our our coaching is that we by owning the conversations she is having with her line manager owning her exit owning her re-entry it really is subtly influencing the culture for working parents for mm-hmm. the better and that's ultimately where we're driving our goal the organization be- you know benefits the line manager better benefits from you know how to lead these working parents mm-hmm. better And the individual ultimately is beneficial and, you know, gaining benefit from it.
0: So every good news story is shifting the culture Mm -hmm. of that organisation. Absolutely.
1: And if we could see more organisations be progressive in in this space, but also couple strong policy aligned to the space. So I think the JSE launched in 2020 very exciting news that they were going to have a gender neutral parental leave so both parents getting four months i think it's the only organization i know of in sa that has a gender neutral policy but that's where we're really leveling the playing field on what this means for our identities and our careers and our personal lives so very exciting um, that organizations and we're seeing this in, in a global sense that organizations are really starting to give more paternity leave to our working dads mm. The next question is, are they taking it, right? Good There's a question. lot of fear mm-hmm. and stigma around, what will this mean for my you know, career and for my progress in an organisation if I have seemed to be taking this extended paternity leave mm-hmm. or if I'm asking for more flexibility? But absolutely not. The benefit we're seeing in the home front and longer term for dual career couples can only benefit the organization. And the JSE, when asked that question, you know, how, how many of your men are taking up potentially? they said all of them. Wow. So it is phenomenal to see the millennial male really shift the space mm. as he wants to play a more 50-50 caregiver role. So what I'm hearing you say is that
0: the narrative mm. around working and parenting, whether you're a mum or a dad, is shifting tremendously. Mm. We need a lot more enlightened organizations With less fear about the fact that they think they might lose particularly their female talent Mm -hmm. when they become a mum and to get the message across that it doesn't have to be that way that there are solutions and what i like is that the solutions that you're providing are not in isolation Mm. they're actually connected to the entire continuum of somebody's working life absolutely it's not We're just going to help you over this little tricky Mm. patch. And then you're going to be fine. Yeah, You're actually seeing this in perspective that this is part of a very long journey Mm. and that you will probably have to intervene more than once if there's more than one child. Absolutely. And I'm assuming that at some point uh, there will be things like, menopausal coaching because this is the new big thing. It is the new big thing. And uh, being in that space right now yes. myself, I, I know how important mm. that would be. Uh, you know, if you were working in an office and and had co-workers and people sharing, uh, they need to know what you're going through mm. and how it impacts on you. So we're really speaking to authenticity mm. and vulnerability here. And being fully human.
1: Absolutely. And knowing that, Nikki, your stages through your career development are going to shift and be influenced by so many different factors that make you human, right? We know that early phase is about building, building your reputation, you know, building up your skill set. The mid phase is very much influenced by starting a family. What does that mean for your career? And like you say, we don't stop being parents after the sort of 18 month to two year mark, which is is what we term the transitional phase. And then, like you say, we might have one, two, three, four kids. And what does that mean then for Mm. that sort of mid phase? And then to your point, we see other parenting challenges come in later, which is also a fundamental focus for us is, what does it mean to parent a teen? You know, Nikki, like this is very much your realm as well, is that your 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 focus and your challenges change with um, the phase of the child. Which, yeah, so absolutely. your preschooler, and then what you, does that mean in yeah. the context of your career and where you are at at that time? It um, means
0: everything. Having absolutely. having walked
1: through those stages,
0: your child always needs you, but they need you differently, differently. in each phase, and it's being aware of those differences Mm. as you go along. Absolutely. Gillian, thank you so much for joining us. We have covered a lot of ground in a short period of time. Thank you, Nikki. And what struck me most in this conversation was that we need to view the parenting journey as a transformation. Mm. Uh, If we can see it as a transformation, then it becomes part of our personal and professional development. And that that single focus suddenly becomes expanded, which means that we can experience ourselves mm. in an expanded form, which for me is is so exciting. Uh, that you can actually, with the right kind of coaching, still bring the best version of yourself to each table, whether it's the table at home or the table at the office. And I love the three aspects you mentioned of challenge, of balance, and authenticity. And I saw them in my... My brain is three barometers and that those barometers will be at different levels depending on Mm. where you're at now. And that doesn't mean that they're cast in stone. You will be able to change them as you go along. And it's about creating harmony with those three elements and finding the sweet spot for now. You also reminded us that it's important to create a village Mm. of support and the fact that that village is full of relationships and partnerships. Mm -hmm. So communication is of the utmost importance. So integration will only happen if there's self-awareness, the self-awareness that you are a human being Mm -hmm. and that you are dancing with lots of new elements in your life. You may not be able to control all of them, but you can learn to dance with all of them. Do you have a final piece of advice for our listeners and where can they get hold of you and your services
1: absolutely nikki i think again i love to compliment what you were saying is that this really is a time of transformation and it's about you choosing how much of each of those facets you want as a parent in play at that time knowing that in six months or a year those focus areas might shift um so it really is being Content to embrace that change as you evolve with the process. Um, please get in touch with me, drop me an email on Jill with a G at parentalcoaching.co.za or through our website www.parentalcoaching.co.za. Or you can find us on LinkedIn, myself specifically, or Great Expectations as um, an organization.
0: Thank you so much once again, Jill. And to our listeners, I would love to hear your takeaways from this podcast with our inspiring guest today. Drop your comments in the chat below or email me at info@nickybush.com. Of course, please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues to empower them to win at work and life too.